So I'm going to be open and honest. And it's been about a week. I said it was going to be like a few days. It's a week. Sorry. Um, since I did uh, part one for Travis. The second part is really going to focus on Astroworld. I mean, we stopped at November 5th, 2021. There's not a lot of time left. I mean, it's only been a few months. Um, so we're really going to focus on the Astroworld tragedy. What it was. What happened. What went wrong. Um, that's really what part two is going to be about. We're going to go all the way to the, you know, where we are currently, February 2022, but we are going to just focus on it. I really wanted to give it the time it deserves because it's a huge tragedy. So many things went wrong. It was completely preventable. And yeah, I mean, this is something that Travis seems to have no remorse for. Everything he's done that's supposed to be out of remorse has been for profit, um, and it's it's repulsive. It's really repulsive. But uh, yeah, enjoy my pre-recorded from a week ago. Bye. So we're here. We're at the event that um, has put Travis currently into hiding, and that it, Chris is trying very very hard to memory hole right now. And we're not going to let her. Um, the Astro World Festival tragedy, um, November fifth, twenty twenty one. A fatal crowd crush occurred um, on the first night of the festival. Um, while Travis was on, um, starting his set, um, 10 people died because of this. And, um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. First of all, we're going to go into the planning of this event, how it was set up. Um, like I said, briefly live nation, the, um, place or the, um, company that, uh, Cactus Jack records, Travis Scott partners with to do his live shows, um, has received so many OSHA complaints, has had like over 750 injuries and 200 death payouts, um, in the last like two, three years, maybe like four or five, but there's been like a lot of complaints about this company. Um, and this concert was, if you don't believe in anything spiritual, you don't believe in anything, like you're completely logical, like, or whatever. I don't believe in that kind of stuff, but if you, like truly just want the straight facts this this was set up to fail um first of all it's one stage which um i was listening to engineers talk about the astro world tragedy and that's not what you do um you're supposed to have like multiple stages so everyone doesn't rush to the one stage um if you're gonna have a big big headliner um also the way that this was set up it's hard to like explain via audio but instead of how like um you know, you go to a show and like, there's a huge open space. It kind of was set up like a funnel. Um, and also there were gates midway in. So like you would have to kind of all squeeze into that little, like one area to get into the, like the closer area, like the the area closer to the stage. So it was like a funnel. And then it was like, there was a box within the funnel. And then there was an even smaller box within that box because there was the VIP area, um, where people couldn't go. So like there were a lot of gates, a lot of things to get through. And, um, yeah. So like when people started like panicking and trying to get out, um, they were essentially, they couldn't cause it was all caged in. Um, then, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was they were like really, really understaffed for this. Um, we're going to talk about it. Um, one of a nurse's firsthand account says that, she like was talking to well we'll get to it but like a lot of the um like people security attending that night um did not know how to do cpr had never done security before 
Um, like this guy that quit, um, he is actually going to be part of the lawsuit. Darius Williams, um, he was a level two security officer. Like that's his job. He's been a security guard. And um, the he signed up to do this job because it's, it's one of the things that he does. Um, and he actually quit the morning of the event because um, the way that they were training the employees or not the employees, the security guards and the security detail at this event was they were just handing out pamphlets um, and were like, okay, like just read through this and you'll be good to go. And he was like, that's not how you do things. Um, which, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you know, the universe does things. Um, of course, you know, this guy protected himself. Um, but he was like, no, that's not how you do things. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And he walked out. Um, and yeah, so they were really just, it was planned really poorly from the way it was set up to the way it was staffed. But there's really no excuse because there's more reasons that this thing was fucked up. Um, again, you know, his like culture of, I don't give a fuck. Um, the tickets for this show sold out, um, pretty much immediately within the hour that they dropped. Um, they said they could safely have about 70,000, though other like conservative, more conservative estimates said, um, it might actually only be able to hold about 50,000 people safely. Um, but, (laughs) um, you know, with him telling people to tear down the barricades and, you know, I'm sure if you haven't seen, you can look it up. There are so many videos of, well, there's a tweet of him encouraging his, um, his fans to rush the barricade if they didn't get tickets because he wants to see them, which so fucking irresponsible. And it's like, he's not a little kid anymore. Like he's in his late twenties, like grow the fuck up. Um, but there are videos of them like jumping over the barricade. Um, eventually they like the barricade falls down because there's so many people pressing on it. Um, and that night it ended up being about a hundred thousand people at that show. Um, because of all the people that just hopped the fence. Um, and again, (laughs) um, no fucking excuse because two weeks before, um, so the park like that he has NRG park, the place, well, it's now after like his afterworld festival is held at, like, obviously he only has one afterworld festival a year in Houston, though we might never get one again now. Good. Um, he lets other people use it. Like Travis lets other like rappers and musicians go to that, like that venue and use it. Um, he makes money off of it, but Playboy Cardi literally two weeks earlier, um, his team came to him and was like, the way this thing is structured, we aren't fucking with it. Like we're, we don't want you to do a show here. And he canceled it. He was like, "Mm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with what my team says. And he canceled it. So I don't know why, like in 2018 in his look, mom, I can fly documentary. There's literally a video of his, his like staff explaining crowd crush and explaining why Travis needs to be careful about what he says on stage. And of course, it's like edgy to contrast that in the documentary what, before this happens, but it's like, he's known about this. People have been warning him about this. His crowds have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he just acts like he's got a hundred people at a show still. And it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, and like from the beginning, like from the start of this festival in the morning, um, it was a shit show. Um, People kept jumping the fence, like I said, throughout the day. Um, there was one incident of um, somebody using bolt cutters to um, cut a fence. And 
like by noon, they had lost a bunch of security points. Um, 236 people are arrested for trespassing, um, but most people are just blending into the crowd. You know, if 200 people, like they guessed, by noon had surged in without paying, um, (laughs) six people is not going to cover it. Um, 315, um, Houston Police Department is getting calls um, for riot police to be brought over. And EMTs are getting called for um, an influx of people seeking medical help for overdoses. But they, this was expected um, because this kind of always happens at festivals. However, what was not expected by the EMTs that had to like rush in was so many of the medical staff and the security did not know how to handle um, overdoses. Um, Triage was essentially a waiting room for actual EMTs to get there. Um, most of the people there that were hired did not have any basic first aid, which is nuts. Um, and we're going to get to the, the first, uh, an account of a nurse that they, that they save later. Um, but this is not normal. This is not normal. Um, concerts are supposed to have people that understand how to like do CPR and, um, you know, keep overdose victims awake and things like that. But that was just not the case here. Um, as the hours go on, um, up until the crush, there's more and more gates getting um, knocked down. Um, more and more people are being um, given to these understaffed uh, medical and security staff. Um, and now more and more, like especially getting later into the afternoon, even before Travis gets on stage, like the lesser known performers, people are getting injured at their shows. Um, Um, And now I'm going to get into the um, esoteric spiritual side of the prep that I find disturbing. Um, If you don't believe in this kind of stuff, like I get it, but I do want to note it because I do think it's important. Um, The theme around this show, Utopia, uh, his Utopia is is hell. Um, You know, this was called Hell on Earth. Um, All the imagery was like, you know, demonic devils. the <laughs> the background, the mountain in the background of his show um, was set to see you on the other side before Travis came out. And um, throughout the hours before um, he came out, between sets of other people, they were playing these low frequency sounds. And this isn't like, I, I mean, there is an element of spiritual to it, but like, this is a, a fact. Like, binaural beats can make you calmer if you're listening to the right kind they can also make you irritated and anxious and he was playing those beats that make people irritated and anxious um some people say it was to like get the crowd like riled up but that's fucking awful for like six hours if you got there like nice and early to hear that kind of stuff I mean it's already setting you up for failure and you know people are also like on drugs and drinking like I don't know playing that kind of music is crazy um if you want, you can like look them up on YouTube if you don't have TikTok. TikTok, you'll probably find a million. Um, but they're also on YouTube. Um, you can just like look up um, Binaural Beats uh, Afterworld Tragedy on YouTube and they'll come up. I mean, the shit that they were playing is so horrible. And you can like the energy was just fucked up. Um, but yeah, we're at the crush. Um, by nine o'clock, um, they were already getting reports that um, people were getting crushed. Um, 
And essentially when Travis walked out, um, his appearance on stage made people like rush towards it. Um, and I told you about that like design of the place. So it immediately led to a crush. Um, panic really started to set in when people realized they couldn't move and people started to try to climb over the barricades. Um, you know, people were dying, people were getting crushed and dying and Travis just kept performing like nothing was going wrong. Um, literally there is a video that is funny, even though it's so fucked up of a woman like passed out in front of him and he's like doing the robot. Um, and people are like screaming for him to notice. That's why I don't believe like he, no one knew what was going on. I mean, Apple music was filming this, uh, this, um, this, performance they were going to put it up like they were this was going to be another documentary or promotional thing um and um two people who I'm going to shout out I'm also going to put them on my tumblr post um their instagrams in because they are heroes Aiden Cruz and Sienna Faith both climbed up on stage and were screaming at people screaming at staff um there are people dying there are people dying um both of them, you can look up their names and look up the TikToks. You could look up Sienna, Astroworld. You can look up Aiden, Astroworld. And it's horrible. Um, a- Sienna's in particular is horrible where the camera guy is like, um, get the fuck off until I- or I'm going to push you off. And it's the same thing with Aiden. Like he's screaming for people to help these people and nobody is doing anything. I mean, it's traumatic. Can you imagine watching people die and you're like, I have to fucking help these people and other people, like literal hell, other people are helping you because you're the, you know, they're trying to push you up onto this stage so you don't get crushed and also to help them. And you you can't help these people because everyone on stage is laughing at you. I mean, there's videos of this. I mean, it's horrible. Like... It's, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know, like, how, like, honestly, like, thinking about the videos makes me so upset, like, because it's so obvious what's going on. Like, they don't care about those people that are getting crushed. They're not important to them. And if you have any, like, doubt in your mind that Travis did not know what was going on, um, like I said, he saw someone dying. People were screaming at him. It was literally a girl in front of his face. And then also, um, his mom... Stormy and Kylie and Kendall were at the performance in the VIP section. The VIP section was rushed out right before the crush started, like or like right as it, right as it was starting. They were like golf carted out. Um, and not only did Travis not um, get them to stop, he stopped for like one person for like two minutes, and then he kept the show going. Um, he didn't ever tell them to stop jumping on the ambulances. He didn't tell them, hey, there's medical staff coming through. Because like, even if he didn't understand the full extent of what was going on, he did not help. There were multiple ambulances driving through his crowd, and he just was like, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a video. I wish I still had this guy's username, but I completely forgot it. And I think he deleted his shit because he got, like, death-threaded, which I don't Fuck you. Um... There was a guy that was jumping up and down on an ambulance and the person in that ambulance died <laughs> because, you know, they couldn't get him help. So, I mean, it literally was hell on earth. And that guy was like, um, and the videos of him are still up of him jumping on the ambulance. I think people like that's the visual I think people picture. This guy was like <laughs> when people were like, don't you feel bad? Like, don't you feel bad that you killed a man? He was like, I'm a rager. Like, I've been to Travis Scott shows. I know what's going to happen. He couldn't handle his shit. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what? 
but you know there were good people too I mean what I do think though it is really hard to go through and like reread all the stuff about Astroworld just because it's so senseless and it's so tragic um you do like get the highlight of like normal people are like can be heroic you know and I can't find the nurse's Instagram. I feel bad because I followed her, but I, I don't know what happened. Um, it's been a few months. But I do have um, Nuke Santiago, who I'm also going to put with Sienna and Aiden's. Um, and his story, he's like just a kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like very much like a 17, 18 year old kid. Um, and his videos are so sad because like he basically is like Travis Scott is my idol. Like I'm a black kid from Houston. I want to make music. I wanted to make music just like him. Um, and, you know, he's every show he's done in Houston, this kid's been there. And I guess he's even had, like, little interactions with Travis here and there. And I don't know. It, it's really sad because you can see how disenchanted he is. And, I mean, good, you know, Travis Scott's a piece of shit. But it's so sad because... Um, basically this kid, um, he was a victim of the crush. Um, well, he was almost a victim of the crush, but he essentially realized what was happening, climbed out of the barricade and just climbed out of the barricade into the VIP section. And this was when Kendall, Kylie, and all of them had already been rushed out, but there were still VIPs waiting to get evacuated. Again, more fucking proof that they knew what was going on because they're sending little golf carts to get the VIPs out. That's been, whatever. And um, he was like in there trying to pull people out of the crowd, you know, other people that were being crushed, mostly medical victims. Like he was trying to pull out into the VIP section and this cunt, whoever she was, I wish we knew her name, um, was like, I spent thousands of dollars to be here in VIP. You don't get to be here. <laughs> like, huh? He cursed her out. I could try to do my, like, I could go and paraphrase, but he basically cursed her out, call her a cunt, which, like, deserved. Honestly, she deserved more, but we'll leave it at that. He pulled hundreds of people out, um, and this is where the confusion about how many people died, I think, comes from, because um, 300 people were injured, 300 people. Um, but, I mean, when Santiago gets on live and is talking about it, he's obviously traumatized. Like, the video is, like, a few hours after the event. And he's like, I saw hundreds of bodies. Like, I was pulling out hundreds of people. And I don't doubt that. At a certain point, EMTs start coming over, and they're like, oh, you're doing a great thing here. And they start laying out the people in the VIP. Like, that's traumatic for a 17-year-old. It's traumatic for anyone. Everyone there was probably traumatized. Um, but, you know, it's, it, the video is really, um, it's hard to watch. Um, but he probably saved lives. And he also said, you know, I, I've never seen people die before. Um, people that I had pulled out, I, I could tell were dead because they were colder than the other people. I mean, that's horrible. Or they were, I don't know. Whatever he thought, because I've, I've been through a shooting, you can misremember things. And he, said, he made it sound like he's, he pulled out like five or ten dead people. Um, but, you know, that, that situation's got to be horrible. Um, but he's a hero. And, you know, if you want to go on his page, show him love. He's actually um, making, like, Christian, like, rap music now. Or, or not Christian, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, religious 
e-music. And um, I, I think that we should show love and support to these people because there are people just like us that are not getting their stories told, are being intimidated by um, the Kardashians. And it's just horrendous. Like, people went through horrible, horrible trauma. I mean, this is the worst concert that wasn't a shooting like the, the worst tragedy at a concert that we've had that wasn't a shooting in like 10 years and people act like like we keep comparing it to Woodstock like that's the last time we had a, a concert like this like it's just so crazy how Chris has gotten to memory hold this like it's I don't know I, I gotta calm down because we got more to talk about but it is so horrible like it's it's disgusting but yeah um we get to like 9.30. The crowd is now chanting, stop the show, which, um, again, there's videos of. Um, again, nobody um, on stage seems to acknowledge this. Um, and then at around 10, um, Scott waves to the crowd, goes, love y'all, make it home safe, good night, and jogs off stage. Um, the immediate response was essentially complete chaos. Um, eight people would die that night um, at Astroworld. Um, and two more would die at the hospital. I'm going to go over, I'm just going to say their names and um, give them like a brief moment just because, you know, Travis gets two and a half hours and the people he killed, you know, gets a line. Which I guess kind of makes me a part of it. But like, also, I feel like talking about the Astroworld tragedy, you know, we're bringing attention to it because it feels like it's being memory hold already. Franco Patino, who was killed, um, he was 21 at the event. Um, he was um, a member of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers and a Hispanic fraternity. Um, he was majoring in biomedical engineering, and he was showing a particular in, uh, interest in prosthetics. Um, his professor said that he had a gift with them, and he felt like he was going to be a great asset to the medical community. Um, John Hilgert, he was 14 years old. He was the youngest person to die on the site at Astroworld. Um, Travis Scott was his favorite performer. Um, so he was really excited to go. Um, he played baseball and football. Um, and his coach said he was privileged to have an opportunity to coach him during the short seasons of his life. Um, Brianna Rodriguez, she was 16. Um, she was a drill dancer and part of the band program at her high school. Um, some of her performers said Brianna was someone who performed with the band and was someone who could make anyone smile. Although she's gone and she cannot perform us with any with us anymore, we know she'd want us to still enjoy our time in the Heights. Um, the school had like registered grief counselors for her. Um, Ruby Penna, he was twenty three. Um, this was the kid that was in the video, which um, you can look it up, but the victims are like his family has asked people not to share that video, though. I, I think it is important because it shows how atrocious it was. But um, yeah, he's the one in the video. Um, he was a model um, and he his family says he was funny and outgoing. Um, Danish bag. Um, this guy in particular, um, his family are a, fun, a bunch of fucking G's because 
they're like not taking money from Travis, which we're going to talk about like the bullshit Travis is putting these victims through. But his brother said, I'm, um, his brother was a beautiful soul who put everyone before himself and that he's scarred for life. Um, that he was his role model. He has so much pain in his heart. He can't believe he lost him. Basil actually, um, his brother says died because he was saving his wife or not, not wife, fiance, his sister, or not his wife, his fiance from being trampled. And, um, as he was pushing her out, he fell down and was trampled, um, which is again, hellish. Can you imagine watching that? Like, watching your brother, watching your sister-in-law almost get trampled and then your brother end up being trampled. Like, that's horrible. Um, the next person is Jacob E. Jernick. Um, he was 20. Um, his family called him Big Jake. Um, he was studying graphic arts in school and was a medium media intern um, for the athletics department at his college. Um, his, his art teacher said he was a creative, intelligent young man with a promising career um, and with an incredible grasp of both art and media. Um, and his family said that they are devastated and left with a huge hole in their lives. Um, Al, Axel Acosta, who is 21, um, he was actually um, a, he was from quite a bit away. He was from Washington. He traveled all the way down to see Travis. Um, he finally had the money to go see him. He was very excited. He had actually never been to a Travis Scott so show, but he was a big fan. Um, he was majoring in computer science and this was like his first big concert. Um, then there's Madison Dubinsky. She was 23. Um, she worked at a Houston-based advertising, um, agency and she had gone to the show with her brother they got separated during the panic of the crowd at nine, and um, her brother says that that's the last time he ever saw her, his sister. And then the two that died in the hospital, Barta Shayan, Shayhani, she was 22. Um, she was um, first generation, um, and she dreamed of opening an online store first generation immigrant and she dreamed of opening an online store for her family's business. She was currently enrolled at um in computer science at Texas's A&M University. Um she died at the hospital. Um she was on a ventilator and eventually they took her off because she was uh declared brain dead. Um and then the last victim who was the youngest one, Ezra Blunt, he was 9 years old. Um, he was the 10th and youngest person to die. Um, he was put in a medically induced coma from injuries um, because he was trampled. He fell and he was trampled. Um, Ezra spent the concert on the shoulders of his father, Trustin Blunt, who um, passed out from the lack of oxygen in the crowd. Um, he had fallen down. Um, when he regained consciousness, he had no idea where what where his son was, and by the time he found him on the ground, his son had um, swelling in the brain as tra and trauma in all of the organs. So it's just incredibly tragic. Um, it's, it's, it's just horrendous. You know, these people came to have a good time, um, and there's so much, like, victim blaming. Like, why is there a 14-year-old at a concert? Why is there a 9-year-old at a concert? 
why the fuck did these people die? Like, I don't go to a concert and think I'm going to die. Like, and so we're going to, like, the aftermath is so disgusting, but we're going to, I want to talk about one thing in particular. Immediately, TMZ is talking about a story that um, people were getting, there was someone in the crowd injecting people. Bitch, what? Have you ever heard of a drug dealer, a drug user? Nobody is fucking injecting other people randomly. That's not how it works. And the fact that immediately Chris is planting a story that um, it's these people's fault. Like, they were addicts or whatever. Even, like, what, oh, out of the... F- out of the ten, only one was um, in the toxicology report reported to be like fucked up at a point where it may have contributed to their death. That was the kid that was on the golf cart. Who the fuck cares? Like, there's no reason these people should have died. Like, there's none. Absolutely not. Um, and the fact that immediately she was pushing this story, like before we knew anything that was, that had gone on, we saw this story, um, on TMZ and then fuck CNN because CNN just took the story from TMZ. Cause I remember reading it and then clicking on the source and being like, this is the same shit from TMZ. Like, and then a few hours later they redacted it and they were like, Oh, the security guard that said that he got injected by a crazed person was confused. It's just fucking disgusting and the whole way that the 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 kardashians have handled this and travis is disgusting immediately after the event um travis scott went to a party at a local david busters hosted by his friend and crow performer drake um they apparently did not hear the pleas to stop the concert um and so they were partying at this rented out david busters um Now, this is where the story gets a little confusing because Travis says that and Kylie says before, really, we figured out what happened, that they didn't figure out what had happened until the day of. And then later on, Travis will claim that he found out at the restaurant and he immediately left. So, you know, um, I'm 100%. Like, I 100% believe he partied well late into the night with everybody else. And, you know, he had no, he didn't give a fuck what was happening. Because the party did not, like, shut down. It was just that Travis supposedly left. Which, again, it, it's bullshit. He he didn't leave. Um, but the severity of the situation um, was coming out to everybody else. Um, by 2.13 a.m., Um, A reunification center for injured and missing people had been set up at the Windheim Houston Hotel. That's how bad it was. They needed, like, this was a fucking hurricane or a shooting. They needed a hotel to give up their fucking lobby so people could be reunified with their families. Um, So... Yeah, they had a, they had this hotel so people could go to go there and find out if their loved ones were okay. And this is where at 2.13 a.m. Um, we hear the initial official death toll of eight victims. Um, the first statement of condolences is sent out at 6 a.m. Astro World sent out a social media post saying that the second night and the third night of the festival were canceled and that they were extremely sorry about um, the losses of life. It was like a very general, very open-ended statement. By the morning um, after there was already people 
starting to create this makeshift memorial outside of the park with prayer candles, flowers, pictures of the dead, stuffed animals. Um, a nonprofit group from San Antonio was there providing therapy, therapy dogs at the scene. Of course, there were a lot of young people that died. It was all young people and children. So there was a lot of very, you know, emotionally distraught people, parents, you know, like this was a really horrible scene. Um, and one of the things that immediately came out, there's so much to talk about um, the aftermath, but one of the things that immediately came out was people were very concerned about um, if Ch- police chief, Houston police chief Troy Finner would be um, a good and fair and impartial judge to what happened at that concert that night because um, he is very close with Travis Scott. Um, he's taken pictures with him. Like, I, Chris, <laughs> Chris is so good at shit like this. Like, ever since 2017, since he's been with the Kardashians, like, he has been donating money to Houston. He's donated money to the schools. He's donated money to the police. Like, he's put money into this you know, he's put money in, in this police chief's hands. Like, is he going to be fair? Um, and that was a big concern for a lot of people. A lot of people called for a third party to um, at least, like, something to, so they would have some degree of, like, objectivity. Um, they wanted Harris's County to um, have a third party investigation in parallel to the one that was being conducted by Houston. But, um, Hildalgo, um, Harris's County, they don't have a big enough law enforcement agency. That was the excuse that was given. So that never went anywhere. But I did want to mention that, that he's very close with the police chief, like him and his mom. There were pictures with him and his mom before this happened because he's done a lot of good things for his community. But it's, I don't know, it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth that like, of course, like, he started doing this when like he started dating a Kardashian. Like, it's all about press. And it's concerning for sure that um, he's close with the police chief. Um, after that, Travis posted a statement on his social media. It was very, very general. It offered support to the local authorities and basically said that he would help any way he could. Later that day, he posted a video on his Instagram that was very criticized. I may I rewatched it even though I didn't want to because I like I was like I know what this is. Like it was such bullshit, um, and I. It was like, it's one minute and 20 seconds. It's just him rubbing his head. He looks tired, honestly. He sounds tired because he was partying. And he's like, he never says he's sorry. I'm I'm 100% sure that's a lawyer telling him not to. And he just is like, my thoughts are with the families. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, everyone work with the authorities. Thoughts and prayers. Like, that. that's essentially it. You can go look it up because I had to rewatch it for this. And he, he says nothing in this. He doesn't even apologize. He just says, I'm sorry for the victims. Um, I always want my fans to have a good time. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with everybody. Like, it's such bullshit. <laughs> um, Kylie Jenner also put a statement out, um, you know, same general Instagram post. Her and Kendall deleted their in- pictures of them having a good time at the festival um, after a ton of backlash. Apple Music, who was the one filming the event, sent a statement out. I looked at their statement. I'd never seen it, actually, um, before doing this. It was the worst one. <laughs> it was just like, uh, we're so sorry that this occurred. Um, crazy. Like, no, I mean, it didn't say crazy, but it was literally just like, we're so sorry this occurred. Our thoughts are with the families. It was literally two sentences. It was the worst one. 
Um, Drake also, he was um, the person that was before Travis. He put out a statement with similar sentiments to everyone else, and he was horrified. Um, and all the people, a lot of the people previous to him that performed earlier in the day, Drake, SZA, they actually came out with their, like, apologies faster than Travis, which was also irritating. Guess he slept in after a hard night of partying. But, yeah, um, Live Nation, the... Um, company that was partnered with uh travis's uh cactus jack records the one that has like a million complaints on it said that their entire team is mourning alongside the community and we are working on ways to support attendees families of victims and staff with mental health counseling and to and helping the hospital's costs for victims and their loved ones and we are promising to refund all paying concert goers um how much of this actually happened uh i don't really I know they did refund. They refunded all of uh, the concert uh, goers, and we'll talk about that. Um, they did have a 5.4 share price uh, fall in their stock, meaning $1 billion worth of stock was wiped from Live Nation's stock value that Monday. Um, but that is actually considered only a modest drop. They were predicting um, shareholders would likely prioritize the long-term impact of litigation over prior concerns. Um, so... That's actually not that bad. Again, it's so gross, but yeah. I guess someone told Travis that a video of him in black and white rubbing his head was not going to be enough because then he came out with um, another statement essentially saying he was refunding all paying concert goers, um, which he Live Nation already said they were going to do, and he did. Um, he said he would pay all of the... Um, families that lost the people's lives, he would pay their funeral costs um, and he would be partnering with BetterHelp to um, get anyone who attended the concert, um, if they, you know, proved it, some sort of like, dis- it, no, it was a free month. It was a free month of therapy on BetterHelp. Um, so let's talk about those two other things besides the refunds. Um, <laughs> he offered to pay their funeral expenses if they did not um sue him that's what they did or sue live nation and sue live nation will take a page out of his book but it's so disgusting um four out of ten we know for a fact did refuse to have him pay um the funeral expenses um danish bog his family like i said has been a bunch of g's they've been very outspoken um ezra blunt's family um the this is really sad the father said oh no the attorney said your client's offer is declined i have no doubt mr scott does feel remorse his journey ahead will be painful he must and hopefully sees that he bears some responsibility for this tragedy and we will be seeking justice for this family that has already lost the worst thing any family can lose a child yeah that's rough um, and John Hilgert, um, the 14-year-old boy, his family has not, like, made any statements, but we know for a fact they refused it. Um, there is one other person that definitely refused it. We're not really sure who. You know, privacy, people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be in the spotlight. Um, I'm not sure which one it was. Like I said, I couldn't find anything. Um, 
I do know that quite a few families had GoFundMes up after the this occurred. Danish Boggs family, Brianna Rodriguez. I remember quite a few families had GoFundMes up for their children. I know Ezra Blunt's family had a um, GoFundMe up for their child. I know it was at first for his medical bills, and then it became a funeral fund. So, um, you know, I... I and people were donating. So maybe those people that had like were fast on it, which is gross to say, but you know, maybe it was Brianna's family. I'm not really sure, but you know, it it seems like a lot of the parents were like, no, I'm not fucking like, and I get it. Like, (laughs) it's not right. Like you're going to sign this agreement that, okay, you pay my son's funeral costs, but I don't get to sue you. Like, no, I'm I'm like, I would go for legal action, even if I was going to, if I thought I was going to lose, like, I totally get it. Um, you know, and these families aren't rich, (laughs) like, um, Ezra Blunt's family is not rich. Like, these are young parents that are taking a stand that they don't want their child, you know, I don't know, they don't want to be shut up. So, you know, we, we really, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I just really feel like we all need to not forget about what's going on and keep keep a tabs on the world tragedy because it is so repulsive what they've tried to do. Um, so like I said, he, that was the agreement and we do know, you know, at least four families rejected it. So six may have taken it. Um, and then, uh, the better help. He gets kicked back every time someone like just like a sponsorship, like, you know how you watch your favorite YouTuber or streamer or podcaster and they'll talk about better help for a second. And they'll get kicked back if you use BetterHelp. Well, Travis Scott just basically made a deal and was like, yeah, if they are the, the <laughs> if these victims use a, the code that he gives them, he gets kicked back on them using BetterHelp. So like on every level, it's just so boot nasty, disgusting, repulsive. Like it's horrible. Going back to those refunds, um, by November 18th, there were several concert goers alleging that they had gotten a rumor, or not a rumor, they had gotten a letter that said any right to participate in a class action lawsuit or arbitration against Live Nation would be waived if they wished to receive a ticket refund. Um, And their only avenue would be through the company with a settlement outside of court. Um, Of course, later, this was, um, you know, people lawyers came out on a line and in the real world and were like hey that's not real like you can take it um but you know guidance for many of these constant growers still was not given weeks later if they had or or could take a refund or if they had taken the refund when they would get the refund um it it just was a disaster um how quickly they just wanted to cover their asses and didn't care um, promoters to Astroworld employees also said, um, and we found this out um, through a Rolling Stones article, um, you need to promise us not to sue us. You need to sign something if you want to get paid for working at the event that night. So, you know, the security guards, the medical professionals, these fucking kids that didn't know anything, that weren't trained properly are now fucking traumatized. They're like, if you want to get paid for that night of work, don't sue us. So um, it seems like Live Nation was um, trying to intimidate, um, and Cactus Jack Records, was trying to intimidate or pressure people into not, um, not suing. Um, yeah. But thank God, you know, people, people just knew in their hearts that this was wrong. They were smarter than that. Um, by December 3rd, 
There were 275 civil wrongful death, personal injury, and premises liability lawsuits representing more than 1,250 people. Um, And by January 26th, it was up to 2,800 alleged victims with 387 separate lawsuits. Um, The attorney that filed this massive lawsuit, Brent Kuhn, founder of Brent Kuhn & Associates, was representing these 2,800-something people. Um, it's multiple law firms. This is just the main one. Um, and what he said was what happened at Astroworld was an unconscious, con- unconsciousable <laughs> tragedy. And it is important that justice is served for all those impacted. Kuhn said in a release, I believe our firm is the best suited to help this case, not only because of the number of victims who have selected our firm to represent them in this action, but due to the fact we possess extensive legal experience as demonstrated by our lead counsel work on many plant explosions, product recalls, and other mass victim action lawsuits. Kuhn is demanding legislative active action to include crowd control planning specialists to certify events, mandated training programs for event preparation, and criminal liability for any wrongdoing, according to the, re- re- the release. So this lawsuit is against Travis Scott himself, um, Cactus Jack Records, and Live Nation. Um, all for different things. This is, this is um, um, a class action lawsuit where there's many moving parts, but... Yeah, there's a lot of things going on there. Um, And we get a blind in December 2nd stating, This A-list rapper who won't work again for years, remember, he went into hiding essentially after uh, after the November 5th events. Um, And now he's trying to come back, which we're going to talk about, which is fucking infuriating to me um but he was essentially in hiding right now the this a-list raptor rapper who won't work again for years is really trying to influence any potential juror the jury pool by trying to buy his way out of it with gifts that's illegal but apparently according to blinds he is was trying to um influence the jury with gifts we already know he's influenced the police chief with gifts so i believe that i i think that chris um is in his ear and telling him the best way to handle things and that's through bribery and it's just so gross how like everything travis does and that family does is like to cover their own asses oh yeah he was in hiding um and these all came out on the same day um i actually was like collecting articles because i was very like i i was really horrified by the astroworld tragedy i was horrified by the way like people were defending him i was horrified by the way like in in a few months it was kind of memory hold um but yeah january 18th the fbi has partnered with the houston police to create a portal urging those who had any photos or videos taken at the concert to upload them um house oversight committee launched a probe into live nation's role at the astroworld tragedy so the government federal government's getting involved because in my opinion probably the houston police was not doing enough um, like I said, we talked about the emails coming out and festival go- goers, employees all coming out and saying, look, like people are trying to like tell us we can't, we can't sue. And then um, also as of January 18th, despite all of those lawsuits, all of the pressure, Travis never acknowledged um, any responsibility to the incident, like with the incident. And that night <laughs> um, he was seen going to a strip club took some of them home to his home in Houston because that's his home with like the padlock and everything. Um, Another instance of him definitely not being with or around his baby mama. Um, And it's, I feel bad almost like getting back into blind stuff because it's so fucking atrocious that like, 
you know, we like this this thing happened. Like this isn't like some oh he fucked a bunch of hoes. Like it's it's gross. But yeah, I mean his life goes on like he doesn't fucking care. Um TMZ, I know Chris um blocked essentially like cuz I I started looking and um recently they started posting photos of him again. Um it's not that doesn't mean he hasn't been going out. The last, like, because <laughs> I look at TMZ, like, pretty much every day, because, like, right now I'm, like, in the full swing of, like, celebrity addiction right now. Like, it's my current, like, interest. Um, they just recently in February, like, were, like, posting pictures and were, like, oh, it's the first time he's been out in months. Oh. And it's, like, no, like, blinds have been saying he's been going out, like, at least since January. Like, at least since January. And, um, you know, I'm sure he was going out before that, but, like... You know, I mean, well, maybe not. November, December, like, two months of him having to hide in the house, maybe. But, you know, his life goes on. He doesn't give a fuck. He probably was being held back by Chris, if I had to imagine. I know Chris is the one that's paying off TMZ to, like, not talk about him. I mean, it's gross. Like, you can see the comparison of how they talk about Kanye, who's getting divorced. And, yes, he said fucked up shit. We're going to talk about it because he gets involved because he's friends with Travis. But, like, how they handle... Kanye and how they handled Travis who literally killed people they like act like he's this poor victim it's so annoying but yeah unfortunately the Kardashian business plan is a is a hydra when some are canceled the other ones come up and talk more um you know (laughs) we've been bombarded with Kim and Pete images while Kylie has been laying low and Kendall has been laying low and um Travis has been laying low we've been bombarded with um Courtney and um, Travis Barker, um, you know, they have a great business model. They know what to do. Um, but it seems like now in this great month of February, he is and Kylie is ready to come back. Um, we've slowly been seeing them kind of like slightly post on their Instagrams again. Um, just stuff about like remembering people that have passed away or, or birthdays or anything like that. Um, but their child was born February 2nd it was announced I think February 8th around there um so you know they're obviously posting about their child and this is probably going to be their in to start you know acting normal again um their son Wolf was born interesting name um I did find a blind of someone on a reddit thread predicting that name um they said it was going to probably be Mars or Wolf so props to that reddit user and that reddit form but it's, it's like, hard to even talk about, you know, um, <laughs> because of what, like, we just talked about. Like, and we're almost at the end anyway. Um, February 9th, Houston launched a special events task force in the wake of the Astro World Festival tragedy. Um, from now on, they have, like, a special police force for um, events like this um, that are ready to go in as soon as possible, which I don't really know of how much that's going to help anything, but... That's a part of it. Um, you know, the lawsuit is still building. Um, and then, of course, Kanye being an idiot. Um, we saw Kanye partying with Travis on the 7th. Um, and, you know, Kanye is friends with uh, Travis. We've known this for a long time. Like I said, back way back in 2012, him and Kanye were hanging out. 
um, Kanye kind of mentored him, whatever. And then they became, you know, close because they were in the family together. Um, we know Travis leaked, um, Chicago, uh, Kanye's daughter's birthday party to him. He's been leaking Kardashian information to him and from the blinds, like in January that he's bringing strippers home. He's spending most of his time in Houston. There was another February blind that he was taking strippers home. Didn't want to be repetitive, but He's not in Houston. It's or not in. He's not in his uh, home with his Hidden Hills home with Kylie. So it seems like they're not really together right now. It seems like he was there for the baby shower and maybe the birth, but he wasn't there for really much else. Um, and it definitely seems like Kanye. He's on Kanye's side. Um, they were partying together, and now we got this whole thing where Kanye's like, Billy needs to apologize to Travis for calling you know, calling Travis out saying that what happened was atrocious and preventable, which is bullshit. I mean, Kanye is just being a moron. He's just trying to get Travis on his side in the divorce, which like, I understand that, but it's just so infuriating because I feel like now there's this push, like there's going to be this push. It started with the baby being born. Now Kanye is going to make this all about Travis versus Billy. You know, uh, Kanye has a history with young women when it's not about that. Like it's about the victims. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're pretty much up to date now. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add was Rogine actually came out with a video a few days, uh, about a week ago, actually now, where she was like watching this documentary and she just was like, you know, um, anyone that's been victimized should speak out. It doesn't matter how big the star is. Um, and I don't know if she was, and it was like a long video about her talking about people that were victims of sexual abuse, rape, sex trafficking, um, and she never makes videos. She never talks. Um, and um, I was wondering if it was about her or about the people she's around. But I do hope, like, she comes forward with information if she has any. If Travis did anything to her, though I don't, I don't think Travis did anything to her. Well, maybe he did. But I, I don't know. Like, whatever she has or whoever she's trying to talk to, I hope they come forward. Um, Travis has been involved with a lot of fucked up shit for a long time. Um, and... I don't know. Um, Part two was tough. I'm glad I put it in another part because I don't know. It's just like the mood is completely different. It's annoying. It's gross how they're trying to bring him back to the spotlight now. And it's like, uh, personally, I just don't think, no, like, no, I don't want him there. I think that the Kardashians are going to push him really hard and it's not right. Like with what went on, it's not right. So yeah um well that's uh that's it um we're pretty much up to date with travis um hopefully he never works again though i have this funny feeling he will um next seven days probably we're gonna probably wait seven days shoot for seven probably more like 10 for the next episode um let me know who you want to hear about i have a few people on my list that i'm seriously considering um but i hope you guys are having a good day good night and um yeah travis scott woo